Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. The last square mile. 
3CR855am3crdigital3cr.org.au and 3CR on demand out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon, Australian Eastern Standard Time. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of um, the Kulin Nation and we pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in and any other First Nations people wherever you are on the planet. And we acknowledge that all the lands were stolen and never ceded and that reconciliation is very much an ongoing process in which we all play a part. I am Sally Goldner. I am your host for the hour. I use the pronoun she and her. Out of the Pan is a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Tell you why we picked that particular genre um, in a minute. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show. Um, this is a place with a post box as opposed to being a place without a postcard. Um, PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 if you want to write in. Out of the Pan 855 at gmail.com. SMS 61456. 751215 tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And look for posts on Facebook on 3CR, um, out of the pan, 3CR 855 AM Melbourne, and my page Sally Goldner AM. Remember, any opinions I say on the show are strictly my own. I don't think there's any um, well, predicted content warnings today, possibly talking apart from talking about uh, mention of transphobia. If there are, um, Q Life, including Switchboard 1800. 184527 um, is available along with other services. Well, uh, couldn't find my um, Sex Pistols album with God Save the Queen, so we opened up instead with Dreamworld, because um, I had the honour to attend a screening yesterday of a fabulous um, film that will be released on Netflix on September 22, um, The Dream Life of Georgie Stone. Information where trans people speak for themselves and have a chance to say what we need to say is really important. We had Lance um, um, TV, um, Deb Lord, on the show a few weeks back um, talking about media for um, trans and gender diverse and queer people in regional areas. Books are also important, and there's a fabulous book that's being released um, called Nothing to Hide, Voices of Trans and Gender Diverse Australia, and I'm joined in the studio by two people with involvement in it. Um, First of all, welcome to someone who is no stranger to radio, Sam Elgin. (laughs) Hi, Sally. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. And can I just check in with which pronouns you use, if any? He, him. He, him. And I say no stranger to radio because I say you're on a fine, um, you do a show on a fine radio station, Triple R, called Quiview Mirror. Um, That's right. Yes. Every Wednesday, 1pm to 2pm. But it's great to be back here at 3CR. I used to do um, a law show here. Done by law? Done by law. Yeah. I used to be a fill-in presenter now and then. So it's great to be back at wonderful 3CR. Yep, long live community radio. We need it. There's there's more of those voices we need. And one of the contributors to this great book with a range of trans and gender diverse people is um, Jack Nichols. Jack, welcome to 3CR. Uh, thank you, Sally. It's nice to be here. Cool. And can I check in with which pronouns you use, if any, if that's oh, okay? Oh, well, they vary a bit on my mood, but usually they, them, probably. Usually they, them. Fabulous. So... Um, nothing to hide. Voices of trans and gender diverse Australia. Um, perhaps um, I'll go to, go to Sam first. Was there a, a sort of light bulb moment for this um, to book, put a, put together a book like this? When, where, who, what, how did it all happen? 
Yeah, well, many, many a light bulb moment. I mm. had many conversations with, you know, so many different people over the years about trans and gender diverse writing. And um, I think the kernel of this project started when um, one of the co-editors, Eve Rees, and I met. Mm. Um, I actually interviewed Eve on Transgender Warriors, which was a show that I used to do on Joy 94.9. And mm-hmm. we'd never met each other before. And it was just before, I think it was one of the last interviews I did in the studio before the lockdowns. Mm. And, um, you know, it was great to chat with Eve. They were working on a, a memoir about their transition at the time, which has obviously become all about Eve, Notes on a Transition, which has been mm-hmm. a great and really popular <clears throat> binary memoir. And, um, yeah, Eve and I were just talking about how wonderful it would be to try and, um, you know, get a whole bunch of trans and gender diverse people into an anthology and try and get it out there. So from there, um, we started a writers group, Spilling the Tea Collective, which um. went for a little while. Um, and, yeah, we did all of that online during the pandemic and that got a bunch of different writers together, which was wonderful. And through that, we ended up putting out a Bent Street anthology, um, Soft Bordered Hard Edges. And which is a wonderful um, trans writing anthology and has a couple of contributors in this, in that as well. And, um, yeah, then we were just really lucky that Alan and Unwin picked up our pitch on a project for, uh, you know, National Anthology of Trans Writing. So that's where Nothing to Hide came from. We really wanted to get people with other kinds of expertise. Um, So we got Alex Gallagher on board, who is a... Um, poet from Sydney, mm-hmm. um, whose book uh, P- Parenthetical Bodies, I think it is, um, is is out with Subdin. And we also got the amazing Bobak Syed, who is actually in Miami at the moment doing something amazing, like a PhD or something. Wow. So, yeah, Bobak used to edit Archer magazine and... You know, we really wanted Bobak's expertise in actually putting together an anthology and working with contributors. So that's how we got the editorial group on board. And then, yeah, we took it from there. Wow, that's it's a and well, a house that um, Jack of whatever gender built. Um, it's um, and of course, you know, there's so much in there to unpack. And the first thought, I know, probably everyone's fed up with these sorts of questions, but of course, that dreaded pandemic, you wanted to put it together during that. I mean, was that Good, bad, or, or of course, because we don't like binaries neutral. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think there were some benefits of it. Certainly in the early stages of the pandemic, I think people were really searching for connections mm. online. And so that really helped us when we were doing our online writers group. And we definitely had a supportive culture of writing and checking in every week. We had a whole bunch of different um you know, people come and speak to us. We had Ellen Van Neven, who's ultimately been in this anthology. You know, we had um, Teddy Cook from Acon, who, you know, spoke to us about advocacy. So we had a whole bunch of people sort of dedicate time to speaking to a whole new generation of of trans writers um, in that early part of the process, which I guess was more of a kind of peer support group. In terms of putting it together during COVID, I mean, you know, given that Bobak and, and Alex were interstate from, from Eve and I, like, you know, we were doing everything online anyway, so it didn't have much of an impact. But it's just been wonderful to actually release the book when we can have face-to-face events and have conversations mm. in person. Um, that's made a real difference. And I would have been very sad if we'd have had to had a Zoom launch, um, you know. <laughs> Zoom's great, but, um, yeah, I'm really glad to be able to do face-to-face stuff like that. For sure. So, Jack, how how did you first hear about um, all of this and, um, you know, sort of get involved? Um, Because, uh, and um, 
Now, again, tell us a bit about your journey as part of Nothing to Hide, a book a Voices of Trans and Gender Diverse Australia. Well, thanks, Sally. I think my journey, as you say, is quite reflective of the way that all Australia has changed. So I spent 20 years or so, my first 20 years or so probably not knowingly meeting a single other trans person. Mm. Whereas a couple of years ago, I had a residency at the Footscray Community Arts Centre. Uh-huh. And Sam was sharing my room. <laughs> so they were just like, yep, you've got a, another trans person in the room with you. And that's just, at that point, that seemed not at all unlikely, given the way that um, culture had changed, and especially creative culture in Melbourne. And Sam put on an event um, that was the Bent Anthology. Yeah, that was for the Soft Borders Hard Edges launch, which was the earlier trans anthology we did through Bent Street. And, yeah, we had a whole bunch of trans writers read out their work. That was a lovely night. Yeah, and that was a special night also because, as you say, it was very much during the pandemic and um, our residencies were kind of popping up and going down again. We would be Mm. allowed in for three weeks and then told we had to evacuate the premises. So it was one of the brief moments we could actually gather. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, yeah, I spoke to Sam and they said that, they were doing this other anthology and I should think about pitching. And um, I was as often trying to kind of procrastinate on my other creative projects. I was like, <laughs> oh, excellent. I'll, uh, I'll do that. And I think I wrote my piece quite quickly. Yeah. Oh, creative procrastination. I've n- I've, I'll just put my tongue in my cheek. I've never heard of that. <laughs> no, look, it is, it is a challenge. And look, um, got to give a, a big shout to Footscray Community Arts Centre. They've been a great um, contributor to the queer and trans communities going back. I think one of our, I'd say fair to say a bit of a pioneer, Tom Cho, I think, did some work in the mid-2000s Yes, there. that book, Look Who's Morphing. Um, yes. Amazing book, yeah, by Tom Cho. Yeah, yep. and of course, um, often a home to Tilda, the great trans and gender diverse film festival. I think yes. they give a big, they certainly get a pink, a pink, white and blue, and um, <laughs> let's see if I can do it, black, yellow and purple um, sort of tick from me, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Love, love Footscray Community Arts. Yeah, so then you had to, well, had to, um, it, harder, harder things to do, get together um, a list, um, and there's just, I mean, there's so many contributors. Looks, um, I didn't do an exact count, said the accountant, about 20, but... Um, how many people actually pitched um, for starters? Yeah, so we did a combination of like commissioning some pieces and then doing an open call out. And we really wanted to do an open call out because we were aware like we don't have links with every single transgender mm. person in Australia. Or we are or, not a cult all we, in it together. <laughs> we are not a cult. <laughs> yeah, so we wanted to really do an open call out and get that as far across Australia and um, you know communities overseas that have a connection with Australia as we could. And I think we got about 90 pieces from part of that open call out. And we only had 10 spots or something for as part of the open call out some some small amount so it was really difficult to whittle them down um you know we wanted to pick the pieces that were you know just excellent pieces of writing we were also really conscious of you know trying to make sure that we had a range of different Mm. kinds of contributors in different states and territories different identities and backgrounds um, you know, speaking about different topics. So it was really difficult and it was quite heartbreaking. I'm not very good at being, um, <laughs> you know, like cutting things out. I was always like, maybe we can just have more and more and more. But <laughs> Alan and I were very clear with us that it needed 
to be about 250 pages long, um, max, and we and we got there. And, um, yeah, it was very hard. We, we definitely um, couldn't put in a lot of the great trans and gender diverse writing that we wanted to. So we really see this as a conversation starter and an opportunity for the publishing industry to go, right, who else is out there that we can pick up and publish? Oh, look, definitely. I mean, there's a whole heap of things in there. I mean, it is, of course, so vital that we have trans and we'll say, um, you know, as I always call it, the um, every dot in the intersection covered and you've um, done that, you know, I mean, just picking a few at random, you've got, um, for example, Anastasia Lay and Ameo Leotolu. Um So you've got um, you know, sort of trans women of colour and multicultural background. You've got the awesome work of Sandy O'Sullivan on colonialism and, well, slight, uh, I'll say slight by um, slight bias first, you've got the my hero, that one of my two trans heroes, the fairy godmother of the Victorian trans community, Julie Peters, in there oh, as well, yes. yeah. um, which is sensational Such as well. Such an honour to have Julie in this collection. Um, but that's just, you know, sort of going, that's almost the sort of, I'll oh, put my finger on the, um, the contents page there. Um, I, I will actually give a content note for this next measure um, out of respect, but um, someone who well, we wish could have been at the launch. You've got some writing from the late Bridget Flack, um, you know, who we sadly lost a couple of years ago now. And I think that's a beautiful um, thing to do as well. Just if there is any distress in me mentioning that, please contact QLife on 1800 184 But you got someone, um, I think her sister's in there as well. Yeah, sister um, Angela and also um, Bridget, the late Bridget's um, good, very good friend Bridget Chapel has written a short um, intro to those pieces as well. And actually the name of the anthology, Nothing to Hide, came from mm. Bridget's, um, you know, online blog post. So, um, you know, with permission, we, we used that title because we just thought that was an amazing um, sort of call to arms. And, um, yeah, we wanted to honour her, her life and legacy because, you know, it was obviously very tragic what happened and she always said that she wanted her work to be published um and so yeah we were just really honored to be able to do that very very excellent and um yeah sort of so welcome um and yeah there's just so much in there um back to back to you jack i mean you are a writer um and that's what you do and so but it's not this isn't your usual form of writing tell us about what you usually write about and um, you know, sort of um, also, you know, what was the, was there any similarities or differences in writing for an anthology like this? Um, yeah. So my most po- thing that I do most is probably write science fiction, fantasy, speculative fiction work, um, both fiction and nonfiction actually. And, but increasingly in the last few years I've been writing essays Um sort of personal essays that are about politics or the environment or um, technology, whatever I'm interested in. So I'd started becoming more used to writing about myself, but I had avoided, I think, a little bit um, tackling this topic about my identity and sort of forming it and my past um, because it was... I guess it's like it's something that I'm proud of, but also it's sort of when is the right time to bring it up, you know? It's mm. like if you're at a party with people that you don't know very well, I wouldn't be like, let me tell you mm. about my trauma. Um, yep. And I kind of, it's something that I've been wanting to write about for some time, but I needed to feel, I think, that there was an interest in it because um, I didn't want to sort of 
just push it out there. <laughs> um, so I was really excited by this um, and the idea of it being, yeah, a diverse group of people because my piece, I would say, is largely about sort of generations, mm. about how I see myself um, at one very particular historical moment in um, Australia and Western understanding of trans people and how much of a gulf I felt was between me and a slightly older generation and then again between me and a slightly younger generation. Mm. Um, and then what I like about this book is that you then have the voices from both those generations as well. And I think if you read it through, you can get a sense of the just head spinning extreme levels of change that have happened in 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Well, look, I've heard um, whether um, Julie Peters' story many times and how she just didn't understand things for myself, who didn't even have a word um, that connected for me until 29, even though I'd heard transsexual, it just hadn't clicked at that point. And sometimes I think, you know, things can happen at the right for at a particular moment for whatever reason, or maybe there's no reason, they just happen when they happen and it's right. And um, I think that, you know, the fact that you've now had that chance to to write this particular story, um, which is powerful and moving, and for maybe for some people, trans or otherwise, it could be a, in a nice way, I'll say a neutral way, a challenging piece, um, but it's a one that definitely needs to be told, and now you've been able to tell it, so there's possibly a sense of release as well, <laughs> yeah, which is very awesome. So... Uh, Sam, the book was officially released, I think it was tw- um, about 13 days ago now. Uh, yes, yes, I think that's about right. Yeah, 30th of August, whenever, yep. whenever that was. Yeah. And what's been the response so far? We've had a really fantastic and supportive reception from, um, like, the bookseller community. We've had heaps of support from... Uh, well, some of Jack and I's local bookshops, the the Sun um, Bookshop in in Yarraville and yep. um, the Chestnut Tree in West Footscray, they've been hugely supportive and um you know getting a really good reception for the book. We've had heaps of support from Hares and Hyenas down in St Kilda, um, and of course all in the Inner North um, neighbourhood books has been great. And you know I think the the books are really selling and and that's great. We 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 get to sort of like get an official review of the book in um, a publication. So we're really looking forward to hearing what people think of the book. I think people love that it's out there. Um, obviously everybody loves the cover. Um, Ruby Allegra has done an amazing yes, job. It's just thank a you be- for mentioning that. It's a beautiful book. I'm so pleased with how it turned out. It's very eye catching on the shelf. Yeah, very colourful. Ruby's just smashed it. And um, yeah, just really, you know, had support from every direction. Um, I think people are really happy with the breadth of the collection. I mean, one of the contributors, Shreya, um, who came through the open call out was um, just turned 18 when they submitted that piece. And I think they're 19 now that it's been published. And we're just so proud to be able to publish, you know, people from their teens right through into their 70s. So, you know, I think people really recognise that it's a very diverse anthology and, and that was our aim. Yeah, look, it's an interesting thing now that there is that need. I mean, just on age alone, I mean, it's awesome that we have um, relatively younger people such as Georgie Stone, who I mentioned earlier, he's, about, I think, what, about 21, 22 now. Um, even McDonald is a bit younger, people just turning 18. Um, you've got... Um, people like Julie and then I think one of the things I'm finding repeatedly is that as there is slowly more visibility of um, a range of possibilities for gender identity and expression people in 
the middle cohort are beginning to come out more. Um, you know, sort of they always, of course, were, but um, when people who I thought, and these are my very big inverted commas words in my own networks, I've had about six to eight who are, I thought were comfortably cis and are now questioning their gender identity, if not having affirmed a different one in just the last eight months alone. It's like, wow, we need to make sure that those perspectives are covered because there is, you know, things that, you know, if you feel you weren't being your authentic self, it can sometimes feel to lead to grief and loss and things, but there's also that joy when you do get there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's right. Like so much has changed in terms of gender in, you know, Australia and around the world in the the last sort of 50 years or, you know, take any period, even the last five years, things have changed so much. And um, we really wanted to sort of insert different voices into the conversation because so much about, you know, as as you well know, um, Sally, like so much has just become a culture war directed at us. Mm. And we just wanted to take an opportunity to take part of that conversation back and not have to just wage this defensive campaign for our right to exist, but say like, we're weird, we're different, we're all kinds of people, you know, we love gardening, we, you know, we've got a, we've got a piece um, by Liz Duck Chong in this about gardening, yes. which I was really pleased with, you know, we wanted the opportunity for people to write about their experience of gender if they wanted to, or not write about their gender, or not write at all, so we've got some, um, you know, photography, we've got cartoons, we just really wanted to give people the right to speak about themselves, or not, in the way that they saw fit, so yeah, I hope that this book can contribute to the conversation nationally by broadening it and making it less boring and less divisive. <laughs> can I cut jump in there? In, because, jump in, jump yeah. in, um, yeah, that's something that I really appreciated because when I was younger and if I was talking to other trans people, I think something that I found boring in a way was like people sitting around talking about our gender because after a certain point, like I would feel there's more to life than that. And I know that the people mm. I meet are super interesting, but it's like society, that's what society wanted to hear as well. It was yeah. like, hey, strange gender person, tell us about your strange gender. Um and I think, although it is a difficult time with the way that we are in a culture war and being attacked, and et cetera, et cetera, it's also great that trans people can just be there and be like, you know, I'm trans and I'm really interested in helicopters and I'll talk to you about that. Um, and that is a huge step forward, I think. Yeah. Well, I'll just wet my tongue in my cheek again. If you do a second edition, you might have to put up with some wacky person talking about why I love pro wrestling. Um, that could be problem. That could really put people off trans people <laughs> no. or country and Western music. Oh, I, I would love to see that piece, Sally. I think <laughs> professional wrestling is one of the most interesting performances with gender <laughs> there is available. Oh, yes. Massive, yes. So that would be great. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, and hello to Melbourne City Wrestling last night, and if that's why I've got a slightly hoarse voice, we can, um, in tongue-in-cheek again, blame them. <laughs> We've had a message come in from talking, um, if I may, one, be a little self-indulgent, one of my two admired trans people, Kayleen, who says it's a great interview on a great book and well said on other gender options becoming better known and people making choices other than cis now. So, yep, um, totally agree with that. Hi, Kayleen. Thanks for your support. <laughs> yep, Absolutely. It is really, really good that we're, you know, we're getting these uh, messages um, out there. Um, You know, sort of, um, I'll sort of just, um, I suppose I'll say what, you know, you've probably said it, but I'll just get you to summarise it again in your, each in your own words. What would you hope 
that um, this book would do. Um, you know, it's really, really important that we make be clear about that. Yeah. Well, you know, I want obviously want people to read the book. Mm. <laughs> that, that like it perhaps goes unstated, and particularly when you know you've launched a book, um, there's a lot of kind of emphasis on like buy the book, you know, do this, do that. But what I really want is for people to read the book, whether they get it at the library or you know um, read it as an ebook or, or read it um, you know in some other way. And I just want people to enjoy the pieces and you know to come come to them with an open mind some will speak more to people than others and i just hope that it um provides a bit of nuance and a bit of a um different take on the experience of gender in so-called australia you know that's what i would like to happen yeah i think it will jack um well it makes me think about my childhood and i i knew i was trans from birth like i one of my earliest memories is being dragged out of a girl's toilet when I was in kindergarten and told, no, 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 don't go there. Um, and it was very lonely because I was, I understood without it needing to be said, this was something that I should never talk about. Mm. And it was something no one else ever talked about either. So I felt very alone. And so what I would lo- like is the idea of this book being available for young people and particularly in schools, perhaps. Like in a school library where someone can quietly take it out and read it without having to tell anyone or make a big song and dance or ask their parents to go buy it for them and just get a sense that, you know, there are a lot of people out there with different voices and hopefully one of them would chime with them. And also when I think about my parents, um, it would have been good when I was trying to explain myself to them if I could have been like, here's a book you could read. Yeah. Um, to show you that other people are <laughs> exist yeah. in the world. We are people, comma, who happen to be trans in one part. Yep. Um, Kayleen has just come back saying, hi back, Sam. Country Western, country music good, Western dot, dot, dot. Mm, <laughs> that old chestnut. And Kayleen will write about sailing and wastewater treatment. <laughs> oh, I can't See? wait. Cannot wait. So we are diverse. Um, <laughs> My girlfriend started working at Melbourne Water recently, so I've been hearing a lot about wastewater treatment. Oh, okay. See, there, there we go. See, we're all, we're all just people it's in the It's the book head. we're clamouring for. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm allowed to quote um, Kayleen's favourite term, shit farmer <laughs> um look i'm i'm not sure is there anything else you want to cover about the book it's launch um anything think things what are happening um in, in relation to it because i yeah. think we've got it covered we've got a couple of events i'll tell you about quickly um yep. so on the 15th of october we've got an event called shape shifting uh, afternoon of trans jubilance i think i called it yes. and that's part of the fringe <laughs> festival and it's down at the victorian pride center from three to five we're going to have a whole bunch of people from the anthology reading their work so that is um, something that the general public can come along to just grab a ticket on the fringe website and um, yeah we're going to have events coming up at the chestnut tree in early October if you happen to live in the western suburbs and we're even going out to Bendigo and Castlemaine um, in December and January so do look out and, yeah, we would love to come and speak to you. You know, if you're in a different part of Melbourne and, and want somebody to come down to your local library, let us know and we'll try and make it happen. Yeah, look, the the regional stuff, awesome. And, I mean, I, I was up in Castlemaine earlier this year. The number of queers who are up in Castlemaine now, it's almost become it's become the new Dalesford, um, that sort of thing. But, of course, that's out there. But, of course, we need to get this everywhere. And I think 
libraries, of course, are, are an awesome um, idea. And, you know, imagine if at least every um, there was one copy in every municipality, um, or preferably at least one in each library in each municipality, that would be a wonderful thing. Yes, if it's not at your local library, and it's definitely at the City of Yarra because they um, ran an event for us. Thank you, City of Yarra. But if it's not at your local library, please do request it. It makes a big difference. Like, we want the book to be out there. Um, we don't mind how people get it. Cool. Um, Jack, any other thoughts? Mm. Oh, we got it covered. Not particularly on the book. Um, it's <laughs> a great book. I think people should read it. Yep. That's well, <laughs> short, short, sharp, <laughs> succinct, and to the point. Um, you can we can write with lots of words, and we can or and or speak, and we can do it with succinctly. So, look, I'd agree with that. Look, I I can't think of anything else to cover, so I'm just going to. I'm just. This is live radio. People of all genders will have some music, but in case we can't think of anything else to cover and we don't want to come back. Um, at this moment, I'll thank Sam and Jack for their time on uh, Out of the Pan today, talking about this excellently awesome book, Nothing to Hide, Voices of Trans and Gender Diverse Australia. Thanks for having thank us, Ali. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. Here's a track for trans people in regional and rural parts of this big island. It's not the size that matters, it's how you use it Isn't that what they say? Well, mine isn't very big, but you could say I'm proud of it Might even show you someday My small hometown I've seen some bigger, I've seen some smaller I've seen them fade away the only thing that matters is nothing really matters I kind of like it that way in my small hometown in my small hometown in my small hometown I remember as a little boy doing all the things that little boys do I remember my with a pretty girl and a sister wanted one too in my small hometown in my small Sunshiny days, the friends that I have made That's why I stay in my small hometown In my small hometown In my small hometown In my small hometown It's not the size that matters, it's how you use it isn't that what they say? Well, mine isn't very big, but you could say I'm proud of it. Might even show you someday my small hometown. My small hometown. My small hometown. 
councils around the country will put on <laughs> disability day events and quite a few of them will not include people of colour, First Nations people and black people. So I think it's pretty cool mm-hmm. that everyone you'll hear on air today will be a person of colour and the majority of them will be people with disabilities as well. I think when we were preparing for this show and for this day, we wanted to talk about how we could explain the concept of power from the margins and why it is that we've chosen to focus on black people, indigenous people and people of colour. And I think in in one word, it's intersectionality. It's the fact that people experience forms of oppression, different forms of oppression at the same time. And most people don't realise that you can't have racial justice without disability justice and vice versa. We need to keep Radical Voices on air. Subscribe now. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377 Tune into the Celtic Folk Show every Tuesday at 3pm with me, Anne McAllister. CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot AU three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally first broadcasting noon noon yes noon um, that's in honour of our her late Majesty noon through one every Sunday afternoon thanks for your company we heard two tracks the first was Willow um, small hometown from Out of My Hands. Um, an out gay country artist and of course trans and gender diverse people live in regional and rural areas and got to give a big tick to the Guardian Australia for an article they did on a trans person growing up in regional and rural Australia that um, reached the internet last weekend um, as well as another good article from Transcend and also um, um, a big tick to non-binary person and previous guest of the show Jacob Thomas who was in the Saturday paper last week. We then heard from Colin Hay from his 2022, this year's release, Colin Hay, and the track is Love Is Everywhere, and it is for trans people, um, even underneath some of the silly stuff that um, sometimes um, we do see in mainstream media. Lots of love in um, the film that I got a chance to see a sneak preview of yesterday. Thank you for the honour of that, The Dream Life of Georgie Stone, um, a great event down at uh, the Pride Centre in St Kilda. Um, Georgie and Mum Beck, two awesome humans, and twin brother Harry as well. Um, Very, very powerful, um, well-created film, which tells a trans story. And, of course, um, you know, will be on Netflix on September 22nd, which I think it's now also going to be there. You've got plenty of time to watch it. I think it's now going to be the public holiday for, in honour of um, losing Her Majesty. And then I think we get another one the next Friday. Um, (laughs) Um, possibly, um, oh, that, no, that's the 22nd is a Thursday. And then I think in Victoria, or at least in Melbourne, we get, um, Friday the 23rd off as well. I, um, in my best, um, advertisement voice, I can feel a long weekend coming on. Um, I won't be here, however, in two weeks, um, because I'm heading up to visit family interstate for a fa- important milestone family function. So there you go. 
um, next week on the show, um, be chatting with the Fab crew from Stand By Us about the upcoming Stand By Us conference. Um, we are in Celebrate Bisexuality Month, BAB, as well as a T, if you like, um, and Buzz Around and all that sort of thing. So great to see these events. There was also just, I think, a huge sense of community. We had a good range of um, trans and gender diverse people of all ages, um, including Julie Peters here yesterday, allies, families, um, all sorts of things. It was just, it is nice to get that sense of community back and be out and about. I uh, was at the launch of the Fringe Festival um, last um, Friday night. Um, I think I mentioned, may have mentioned last week when chatting with Jackie, um, that it was just good to hang around artistic people and get that energy. It is something that if you feel energies and you need good ones and want to avoid ones that aren't so good for you, the you know the lockdowns I think, and maybe that we're working from home, you know, um, have been a detriment. Um, you know, some it's just about picking your energies. Um, then it'll never get better if you pick it. No, that was um, someone else on television. Anyway, um, yeah, nothing to hide um, now. Now on um, Amazon and Booktopia, and um, but but preferably, of course, going to stores like Hairs and Hyenas and other independent bookstores. Support them and um, uh, make sure you buy a copy um, because we do need uh, these stories out there, and um, um, that we hear from trans people direct and we debunk and all that sort of thing. Um, Anyway, let's have some more um, musics and um, play a lot and um, play along with that. And what will we do? I'm having a toss-up of choices, um, and I'm going to go with um, Paul Kelly from an album called Rivers and Rain, which was songs which all have water in the theme. A couple of ones that weren't previously released, but um, here is one that um, is a bit older um, and. Um, Paul re-released and um, a few years ago um, on the A to Z recordings and this song is of course from the very early album um, Gossip Maralinga 3CR 855 AM 3CR Digital 3CR.org.au 3CR On Demand Out at the Pan with Sally This is a rainy land This is a rainy land No thunder in our sky No trees stretching high But this is a rainy land My name is Yami Lester I hear, I talk, I touch, but I am blind My story comes from darkness Listen to my story, now unwind This is a rainy land This is a rainy land First we heard two big bangs Thought it was the great snake digging hole Then we saw the big cloud Then the big black mist began to roll 
This is a rainy land This is a rainy land A stranger's on our skin A soreness in our eyes Like weeping fire A pox upon our skin A boulder on our backs All our lives This is a rainy land This is a rainy land No thunder in our sky No trees stretching high But this is a rainy land My name is Edie Millipuddy They catching me and roughly wash me down Then my child stopped kicking Then they took away my old man to town They said, you speak English He said, I know that Jesus loves me I know, because the Bible tells me so I know that Jesus loves me I know Because the Bible tells me so I know that Jesus loves me, I know Because the Bible tells me so I know that Jesus loves me, I know Because the Bible tells me so I know that Jesus loves me, I know This is a rain Because the Bible tells me so I know that Jesus loves me, I know This is a rain Because the Bible tells me so I know that Jesus loves me, I The United Nations International Day of Peace is being marked with a rally on Sunday the 18th of September. 12 p.m. at the State Library in Melbourne. The theme of the rally is Truth, Not War. It's inspired by these words of Julian Assange. If wars can be started by lies, peace can be started by truth. This will be a broad-based, inclusive, colourful and peaceful rally with speeches and music for peace. Joining to show your opposition to AUKUS, and the acquisition of nuclear submarines. Take real climate action that recognises the massive emissions caused by wars and arms build-up and to march for truth and press freedom, to drop the prosecution of peacemakers like WikiLeaks publisher Julian Assange. For more details, go to Melbourne for Assange on Facebook. Melbourne for Assange, Penn Melbourne, Anti-Orcus, Vic and Extinction Rebellion Afrisiar supporters. All the way from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and touring Australia for the very first time is folk duo Watch House, formerly known as Mandolin Orange. From coffee houses to major festivals, Watch House has played it all with their heavenly harmonies, songs, and music. 
Watch us play the Melbourne Recital Centre 11th of October with support from the wonderful Charm of Finches. Also playing at Out on the Weekend at Seaworks in Williamstown 8th of October. Love Police, proud supporters of 3CR. Brave men fall with the battle cry Tears fill the eyes of their loved ones and their brothers and So it went for Joe 3CR, 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally, first broadcasting, noon through one every Sunday afternoon, thanks for your company. Um, Got to give a quick shout out to Swinburne, I had the honour of um, speaking at the launch of their Pride Week and then we did a little Pride March around the Hawthorne campus um, on Monday, what a great idea, um, a great way to show visibility and support um, for um, queer students and um, great to see lots of people there in the balmy 19 degree sunshine we are well if we're not springing into spring we're sort of splonking into spring there's a there's a word we'll go with it um, it's, it's certainly good to be out and about again and um, showers um, if you are listening live today later this evening <clears throat> um, just about out of time on the show today and um, as mentioned, next week, be catching up with Stand By Us um, crew to talk about the Stand By Us conference, the third um, one. And as I, um, as I mentioned, I'll be taking um, t- um, two weeks off, um, the 25th. So I'll start mentioning it now. In three weeks' time, we will be on Daylight Savings Time. And I will have an out queer country musician. Now we're talking. That's my idea of diversity, even if it's no one else's on the planet. Um, There you go. Um, So, yeah, lots of diversity happening out there in the world, which is what we like. And, um, yeah, just um, keep hanging in there, keep plugging, I suppose, is my approach to, you know, some of the challenges that we've talked about on the show today and some of the negatives. I just think, you know, if if you are safe and comfortable, to put your voice out there, we certainly do need it. Take it out today with someone who put put her voice out there um, more in the 2000s and into the, um, as a musician, and that's the straight Jade Star with Dread Circus. And um, I couldn't think of a better way to finish our show today talking about, um, you know, sort of um, the uniqueness of trans and how much creativity we've got than with um, Jade Star's track, um, Gender Optimised um, 2.0. Um, which seems a highly appropriate choice. So I'll leave it with that. Um, Freedom of Species today, Chris and Samar from Aotearoa Liberation League um, uh, will be on the show talking a a decolonial animal justice project that aims to end systemic oppression of all animals from over on Aotearoa. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week.